our adventure in the Four Keeps Winter Part 1. Today is November 9th, 2020, and you are loved. And that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the games in this pot in this show that we have done up until this point. And we also have things like Waterdeep, Ghosts of Salt Marsh. Uh, Curse of Strahd, and soon to be also Rime of the Frostmaiden after we are done with our Tomb of Annihilation, which should be done in the next, uh, I want to say month or so, because that's when, yeah, three weeks is what we got working with on that one. So, hey, prepare to, uh, prepare to check that one out. And if you are interested in checking out the show, but you don't want to dedicate your time sitting in front of a computer, you'd rather be out doing stuff, I completely understand. Hey, guess what? We're also available in audio cast format. That means that you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can find our after show being hosted there called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. So if you have any questions that you would like to ask myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to drop us that question in either the Discord chat to the side or you can join us on discord um we have questions for the court set up you can just post them in there and we will do our best to respond in kind but if you already support us on patreon you already support us on twitch youtube audio casts all of those other places and you're trying to figure out another way that you can help support the show have i got a website for you if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com we got t-shirts we got posters we got mugs we got crop tops throw pillows journals clocks shower curtains and most importantly right now we also do have our tia masks our face masks with the symbol of tiamat upon them done by our very own cyberwolf 1201 and all of the proceeds of each of the face masks that we get ends up going to help the covid19 vaccine research through doctors without borders so if you would like to help us through uh the researching bits feel free to do that uh, as well it's an awesome time i just realized through the layout that lb and rj are flipped but that won't stop me from starting our intro the way that it's supposed to be so hey rj who are you playing tonight hey everybody i'm rj and tonight i'll be playing calum the shadokai wizard cleric hi i'm lb hackamuff and i'll be playing gwen the halfling barbarian fighter Hi, i'm cyber i play Arjon, the draconian fighter he him Hi everybody, I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. I'm going to be playing as Coriander, the Elgin Paladin. And I am the Indoor Adventurer, and tonight I shall be your Dungeon Master. So, last we left off, your group had just gotten done communicating with Scorchbane the Comet while still on the Isle of Summer, and requested his backup for assistance on the Isle of Autumn uh, while you were in the process of recharging the Ring of Wrythe. It was at that point that you used the rest of your Windwalk spell to traverse the open skies between these two isles and eventually made your way there then finding your way to the small town of Duskridge where Corey's lodging uh, was presented as an option for you guys to stay at while within this lodging you met up with a dusk hag a uh, figure known as sister Solana who had been asked by the mother matron to help out your party in any way that she could 
It was at that point that Calum decided that he was going to enter into a two-person coven with this hag sister, and that worked about as swimmingly as you might expect it. However, the following, uh, after about an hour or so of waiting in this place, or I think you guys actually took a long rest in this area, you then made your way to the ritual area so that way you could regain the powers of the Ring of Rife. It was at this point that Cory entered into a ritual trance while the rest of you fought off the forces of winter as they tried to assail you. However, you're pretty fucking strong now, so it really wasn't as difficult uh, as it was made out to be, with a lot of you being able to, again, kind of clear off these Winter Eladrin as they made their way forward. It was at that point that the ritual completed, the ring was able to be fully charged, and at that you saw that there were these four Icedover streams that had been running into the center of this ritual zone. Those streams began to glow with a golden vibrance as Autumn returned to this spot within the Feywild. As the episode ended, we watched as Scorchbane off in the distance began a, well, Scorched Earth policy laying down a rain of fire as he continued to fly by as he is and this is where we are picking up for as you're watching him lay down this fire you also see that there is almost what looks like ash falling behind him but it is a glowing greenish glimmering ash which doesn't really line up with the more grayish color that you are used to seeing ash and you realize and remember one of the things that you had asked Scorchbane to do was to team up with Kassen of the Deep, this uh, sentient fungal creature uh, where he would then help to repollinate the area with these fungal spores. And it seems like those glowing bits trailing off of Scorchbane are indeed just that. And as this area is coming into fruition, returning back to its autumn form, the ground begins to shake a little, and you can hear what sounds like trees breaking off in the distance as from where you stand, you can see a massive, if not titanic mushroom begin to grow from the depths of the forest floor upward. And as Scorchbane continues to make his travels around the uh, around this area that you guys are in, more of these mushrooms begin to grow upwards and upwards until it creates a almost a dome-like shelf above you. Winter is no, uh, the snows of winter are no longer able to actually come down and land on the ground, and it seems like the heat that Scorchbane has brought has actually begun the process of melting all of this excess snow at an expedited process. Even though there are some of these trees and a lot of this foliage that has caught fire, the fires begin to cease as they reach a point of dampness from the overall well, melting snow, and as the smoldering smoke begins to rise, you see that it is actually going up into the gill-like vents on the underside of these large mushroom caps, and they are actually being recycled into a much more healthy air situation. So even though it did look like Scorchbane was, you know, doing a heckin' war crime, 
things are growing still. Things are creating a barrier in a sense that, well, you are protected in this area. Also, most importantly, the Ring of Wraith has been recharged. And after about, I want to say, 20 minutes or so, Scorchbane actually will fly over towards your group and will land relatively near where you all are, having followed the trail of these glowing golden rivers back to their source, being this center point. And as they arrive down onto the ground, you see that their lower back half is covered in what looks like fungus, and they kind of shake off a little bit as those spores then go onto the ground and then collect and grow, and Kassen is there as well, this large mushroom-like figure. Is that healthy? And Kassen just like, he uh, Kassen nods, uh, and Scorchbane uh, just sort of looks at it and like shakes his back leg, and a little bit more comes off. He continues to like try and just shake it off of him. He said that it would come off in time. It looks fine. I don't think that looks... No, it look, doesn't look infected or anything, so you, you should be good, dude. And, good job. <laughs> and uh, Scorchbane just sort of, like, laughs to himself a little bit. I said I would help protect this place. Is it now not protected? Is it? Yes. The oh, voice in yeah. the sky say yay. Uh, okay. Snow will no longer be able to fall here now that Kessin and I are on the job. Okay. Uh, Corey... What's that next move? Um, I think Corey is sort of reeling from the amount of power that she's just absorbed. Um, and she just looks up at Arjan and then kind of shakes herself out of it. Um, next is going to winter then. We need to press this advantage. Are you okay, Corey? You look like you have been through a little bit of, uh, how you say, trauma? Something I mean, yeah. not all right in there? Do you need to take a rest? I feel, I feel like this is uh, probably one of the best places to take a rest. These mushrooms how, are huge. Like, how Who does, are you? <laughs> how does Corey feel after having taken on Wraith? I mean, like, physically. Physically? Um, it... It's like being done with a... Corey wants to be a Kaylin. That is all that she has wanted to be for so long. You just got done with the interview process. Okay. Um... So imagine you just got done with an interview process at a big, at a big people job that you've wanted for a long time. And you're feeling good about it, but, like, it's hard not to just feel exhausted after having, like, ball of anxiety for however long. All right. Um, I think she takes a few steps 
um, and then she'll just kind of sidestep a little bit and uh, sit down on like a, a, a cobble wall um, and she just takes a deep breath and uh, sighs. She looks down at the ring uh, and she's like, this is a relief. Well, I should say so. Uh, it's no longer snowing outside. Thank you. A big mushroom person. And thank you. What is your name? Scorchbane. Uh, well, uh, thank you, Scorchbane. This, again, looks good place to sit, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you take a take a rest, Corey? I'm going to... Um... I don't know what to do, honestly. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm just gonna not be right here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go talk to Scorchbane. She wanders off. <laughs> okay. So if you guys would like, you can take a short rest. It's been too recent that you wouldn't be able to take another long rest. Uh, but there is an attunement process that is required with the Ring of Wraith, so that would require a short rest. Um, Scorchbane, uh, Gwen, as you come up, uh, to them, they are in the process of speaking with Kassen, uh, and, uh, they look towards you and say, small one, large one, you did well to bring me to this place. I have oh. no rivals. You're right. You're you're the definitely the biggest of us all. Hmm. It kind of preens a little bit. So, uh, how do you feel about uh the the drag the um God damn it I can't think of anything but the Raven Queen, the the Dragon Queen, the Tiama Tiama. <laughs> What's her other name? Aro. How do you feel about Tiamat? And that's it. Uh, Scorchbane says, I have been out of contact for quite some time. This is my home now. Okay. Well, if you if you want to talk to, to, to her, we, we have a connection. Kind of like like shakes his head a little bit like what the fuck you mean you're in her dms <laughs> oh yeah no we talked to myself <laughs> yeah as the herald of the skill of tyrant yeah 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 Just, mm, i don't even know what i would say hey it's never too late to like go talk to someone if you haven't talked to them in a while you just have to reach out you know like even just a hey what's up how you been is is enough sometimes you know And Scorchbane just like blinks at you. Uh, what? You, you know, like if you don't talk to someone for a long time and then you go back, like it's never awkward unless you make it awkward. So, I mean, if you want to talk to her, I would talk to her because she's pretty cool. Are you a follower? Oh, no, gods, no, no. My god would kill me. Uh, no, she's cool though. I mean, we're chill. 
We met her. Well, we met one of her. You have met the queen. Well, one of the heads, yeah. Which head? The... Is it the black one? It was, yeah. The black one. You are full of surprises. You and your group. Just saying, if you want it in, we know a guy. I know a guy. He's right there. And like, Scorchbane, like, you can see also, like, lifts a giant red paw and, like, <laughs> points towards Arjan. We're just both pointing at Arjan. Arjan is napping under a mushroom. Aww. Sleepy mushroom naps. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I will have him speak for me on my behalf. Yeah, totally. Hey, would it be rude if I asked if you had like a spare, like, uh, you know, it probably is, but I don't know. So I'm going to ask it anyways. Do you have a spare scale that I could just like put on my back? And he like looks at his whole person. <laughs> I can, I can lose one and think nothing of it. That'd be awesome. And he kind of like pulls one from like the base of his wingy where they're a little bit softer anyways. And will pull it out and then just set it in front of you. And it is, it is like... You are the size of this scale. The scale is probably bigger. Dude, fucking sweet. Thank you, man. I shall carry it with pride. As you should. Remember who gave you this boon. Yeah, all shall feel fear, Scorch Bane. Yes! And he, like, like, stands on his hind legs, breathes fire into the air. It's more of, like, a showy fire. He's not, like, burninating the roof above. Glenn flexes with him. All right, thanks. Like, takes it and, like, waddles away. <laughs> Kassen is in the process of, like, you see tendrils extend from their fingertips onto the spores that are on the back of Scorchbane. And the spores are, like, lessening going back onto Kassen. All right, so... Uh, yeah. Caleb's talking to Solana. So how did you feel? I have never felt more powerful and full of pomp and vigor than I have being by your side. We should do this more often. I feel like my connection to the weave whenever I'm close by you has been severed completely, utterly. What? That it sounds sucks. ridiculous! It sucks quite a bit. That does not sound like a fun time. I, however, feel like I've never been closer to the weave. Well... So you're saying you want to back out, is that it? You don't want to be twins anymore? Let's find a third and try this again sometime. <sighs> Knock to me, but fine. It's not you, it's me. No, Quite I've heard this before. It's, it's okay. This is not my first coven. This is not my first coven. No. I do appreciate you helping no. me in this endeavor, Solana. So damn it, I do done. wish. You have already hurt me in more ways than you could ever know. I apologize. I'm just playing with you. It's all right. But there is the matter of the contract. 
Don't know how you're going to get out of that one, unless you have somebody who's willing to take it over for you. Hmm. Assign someone else onto the coven. I'll keep hmm. a lookout for them. But for the time being, if I were to come back to this, would you allow me to contact you? Yeah. He'll extend a hand out to her. Yeah, she'll take your hand and give it a... Like, hand grasp and then over it, and she'll just give you a very kind shake. Oh, this is gonna suck. And he'll walk over to Corey. And Corey, you are in the process of attuning to the Ring of Wrath, so you can add that to your character sheet as I have made it an item in D&D Beyond. Under the name Ring of Wrath. How you holding up? Hmm. I. I don't know. I've wanted this for so long. It's. It's strange to. Finally have it. Well, when you get the chance, maybe you should try and flex a little bit. Make sure you have a feel for the power. Don't uh, go willy-nilly overcharging things. Hmm. All right. Well, first things first, let me get to know it a bit. After that, do you mind uh, helping me get out of contract? What do you mean exactly? So the only way to actually either get out of this contract is to find a third or someone has to die. I see. Mm. Well, I'm not going to kill you if that's what you're asking for. Oh no, you're not gonna. I can do that myself. She just, she just glares at you. You're looking for a third. Because if mm. you're looking for me, I'm afraid it's going to be four. And she just kind of points at the ring. Hmm. I wonder if that works through dimensions. Spellbook. Out of character, this is a fantastic deal for Solana. <laughs> yep. She's just getting so much power. She's having a great time. It's like a festival. I can do that on the next long rest. Calum's wording is, albeit, a bit drastic and morbid, but she's having a great time. Well, I do have a couple of candidates in mind for a third. Seeing. Well, if amenable, maybe Makoff. Mm. Or Hotter Eye. Mm. Mm hmm. Hmm. There. He's trying to. Rem I'm trying to remember. Prescott, maybe? 
I'm going to offer him something. Good luck trying to get Prescott into that. You might as well ask Damien. He looks like he considers it. <laughs> she just raises her eyebrows at him. What about if... Amaris? Mm -hmm. Let me level with you here. <laughs> in a tr in a coven, they all you know everyone shares power, and not not to say anything, but that's a lot of power going to one hag. Hmm. Fair enough. I was thinking for a while, maybe I'll try and reestablish the Silver Quill. Hmm. Wouldn't be a bad starting point. Well, hopefully Solana won't be traveling with us. I'll be able to use my magic. It's weird, this two-thirds contract. Just cuts off a portion of my feeling for the weave. <laughs> Do you regret doing it? No. I mean, I always think about what's the worst that could happen in the sense of worrying about what's the worst that can happen. So that you're prepared for that. And then you're pleasantly surprised when the worst doesn't happen. More or less. Hmm. Uh, Corey looks thoughtful for a moment. Um, and she's just going to kind of lie back on the cobblestone wall and look up through the trees at the sky. Um, and she'll say, when I went under and the forces of winter faced you, did you see him? Oh, we saw a lot of him. Not actual him-him, but like... Maybe simulacrum, maybe clones. She holds her hand up so that she can look at the room while she's talking. How did he seem? A lot like me. Well, that's how he looked, but how was he? Robotic? Not, not robotic. Uh... I, what's another descriptor like that? Cold? <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> but it's true, though. It was... No pun intended, cold. Um, oh, that sounds like him. Wasn't like he was all there. Now that doesn't sound like him. If nothing else, he was always present. Well, now that we have the Ring of Fall in our grasp, we can 
see what we can do to take him on. Though I am hurting, like, a lot. <clears throat> she, like, just tips her head to look at him sideways. Um, was that a tough fight? I feel like they were targeting me, to be honest. I wish I could have been there. I mean, I was there. I just, I wish I could have done something. You had your task, we had ours. That's the wrong one. I'll be able to help next time. Yeah, that would be very appreciated. <laughs> He'll lean back on the cobble with her, take his short rest. All right. Corey's going to try and attune to the Ring of Wraith. You are able to do so. Wraith has accepted you as its wearer. So attuning is no difficult process. Okay. Gwen just comes like trotting up with a huge, looks like a shield above her head. Guys, 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 guys. Douche. Nice. Oh. He let me have it. <laughs> Maybe we can get it made into a, a shield or something. Yeah. Or we could ride it as a sled. Ooh. That's, no, that's about uh, the right size. Is that disrespectful? Maybe a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to wear it on my back. Um, I'm going to wear it above my back. Will you help me tie it to my back? Uh, okay. It's like, so that Gwen can walk, it's like a, at least a foot taller than her. Which also means it's like a foot lower as well. So we'll no, 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 no. So she moved it. Like, it's not centered on her back. It's slightly it's offset. Off. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So she's Is just that like, it, it work with your axes? Well, I mean, I'll. I'll take it off if we get into combat. I mean, just walking. Um, no. They might clang a little bit, but, like, I'm already not that stealthy, so. What do you want to do with this dragon scale? Well, I thought our friend could turn it into uh, something cool for me. Kendak. She means Kendak. Thank you. <laughs> What? Back. I can't. I couldn't hear you. What? Should we try to send it back? Is that? Can we do that? Well, maybe. Can you read a spell? I don't know. Wait. Is that how you spell it? No. That's. Is Galder's a seventh-level spell? I thought I picked that up. Speedy courier. Where is it? No, oh, I guess that is a seventh level spell. Whoops. If I was a little bit stronger, I probably would. But we. Maybe we can send it over to Corey's dad. Like on this plane of existence? By the time we get back to him, he's probably going to be finished with something. Okay. Wait, are, 
Sorry, Arjun. Are we retreating now? That's entirely up to Corey. No, we should press the advantage. If we want to send anything back to my father, then I can summon Ambleforth and, well, he started his career as a courier. I suppose he could continue it. I think I have a sugar cube. Does he like sugar cubes? He absolutely loves sugar cubes. How did you know? Because the... Because he's a horse? He's <laughs> not a horse. Not a horse. Not a horse, no. He looks like a horse from the fucking knees down, okay? <laughs> Do you know how much energy it takes me to look up at people, okay? Evidently it takes energy to look down, too. He's got cloven hooves. Horses, Horses have that, too. I've, I've just been around Aurochs for the last, like, I don't know, like 20 years of my life, okay? Let's move on. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, you also know, just throwing this out there, typically when you send things back to your dad, it was a difference between material plane oh, and yeah. Feywild. I, so summoning a Fey horse and then just like, all right, go back to dad. It will take time. Exactly. Yes. But, this, but Ambleforth can fly, so. That's true. I'm expecting it to take more time. Find greater steed allows the summoned steed to have a fly speed. Indubitably. Yes. LB was looking at me with an incredulous face, so I just wanted to lay that out on the table as to why that was a thing that could happen. Okay, good, because my brain went, could they always do that? Did no. I forget that? No. No, this, this is a recent since, thing. Yeah, pretty sure it's only since uh, level 13. So, yeah. uh, you guys are wanting to go to winter, take on all of this. Uh, at this point, Solana will approach you. Uh, and Kalen, once again, you just feel like your draw <laughs> on the weave just shrunk off. And she says, so it looks like you've done everything here that you needed to do, except maybe getting some more rest in. A few of you look a little beat up. But, uh, so what is next on your agenda? Are you going, you said that you are going to winter. Uh, how do you plan on taking care of this? Are you planning on going overseas or taking another means? What is your plan? Looks at Corey. There are passageways that stretch between winter and well, fall and fall to summer. Uh, as it would be through the Feydark. It's not exactly the most uh, hip-hop and happening place. It's not a discotheque. Uh, but it is uh, a place where, you know, you could at least avoid the snow. It's perfect, actually. It's the last thing that he would expect. Or the first. Regardless, we wouldn't have to go overseas. And he has the advantage there. I doubt going by air is any safer. Corey nods. Solana, what exactly do we need to prepare for in the Fey Dark? 
Well, uh, Fedark has goblin kingdoms. You might want to look out for those. Zenze, of course, there are the under Aladrin. They are not too happy about a lot of things that went down on the surface, so they have kind of been down there for a while stewing on things. Then, of course, there are Fomorians, if you are familiar with them. They are also, again, not too keen on things that happened on the surface a long, long time ago. Uh, very upset about the most part. Uh, you don't have to worry about Vanakas. Uh, it seems like the navigator of the deep uh, went to summer some time ago, so she has left this general area. Um, and we'll never probably... have to worry about her again, actually. Oh, Ask a That's fundable. Wunderbar, indeed. Uh, well, if that's the case then you don't have to worry about a big fuck all spider down there so uh, i'm guessing that it would probably just be uh well again giants if you're familiar with them goblins uh monsters things that go bump in the night in our worst nightmares oh possibly we already killed our nightmares so i think we're okay You've, what? You people have been through quite an ordeal. We didn't Kalem. kill him, though, right? We didn't kill the night. We definitely didn't do that. They are still around. Solid. Cam will lean over to Gwent. By the way, the Fomorians are what kind of gave you the hunchback and bum leg. Are we going to go kill them? We might face some. Good. I want to kill more. So, seems like you are all pretty gung-ho about going through the Fey Dark. Uh, that is the case. I know of one entrance. There's not one in Duskridge, yes? Uh, Fey Dark, as in, like, is it pitch black down there all the time? Oh, well, uh, some places, other places, uh, Cassenis from there, luminous lichen, you know, things that help make it illuminated, but for the most part, yes, it's very dark. They have light-up werewolves down there? Some, yes, as well as, you know, like, mushroom lichen, moss, like, grows on rocks instead of, oh. like, trees and things. I'm sorry, I'm not an arborist. That's okay. You've never won any awards. Ripped synthesis. <laughs> um, Over 100 episodes, BB! If you can give me a day or two, I could probably alleviate the whole dark vision thing for you, Gwen. I mean, I'm, I'm cool as long as you guys point me in the right direction. I'm not too worried about it. I trust you guys. How far is this entrance? Well, we would have to go to the Kalins Bridge. Uh, it's, a little, it's kind of a port town on the edge of autumn, like where if you were going to winter, you would probably want to set out from there. Uh, as far as I know, that is one of the few places uh, that does still have an opening to the Fey Dark. Uh, now, be warned, there were magic wards in place in Kaelin's Bridge, preventing Fomorians from coming up, but since everybody kind of had to skedaddle on out uh, from Kaelin's Bridge when winter came in, I don't know what the current situation there is. As far as I was aware last I checked, it was a little bit of a shite show. 
So are you saying that it's possible that there are going to be Fomalians there? That is correct. It's nothing we haven't had to deal with before. Wunderbar. It sounds like you are, well, pretty well equipped to handle the situation, yeah? Uh, she looks down at her ring and she says, If I'm not well equipped now, then there is no hope at all. Sorry, I thought that I thought that would sound a lot more encouraging in my head. Yeah, it sounded pretty dour. <laughs> we can do this. Ah, Acton Reaper. Well then, give yourself some time. Would you like any snacks? And once you have said snacks, then I can meet you there. That's fine. Uh, Mr. Scotchbane uh, and uh, Kesson, as I've learned his name as well, what's their name as well, uh, can still give backup, uh, put more of these large mushrooms places, make sure that uh, your pathway is, uh, is well kept up, if that makes sense. That would be appreciated. Ah, good. Uh, well, in that case, uh, just let me know whenever you're ready to head out, and me and my scarecrows, uh, we can lead the charge. Excellent. Um, Caleb, how, how long do you need? Hmm, it depends on what we want made. Uh, I can't find the right item. Are you looking for goggles of night vision? Yes. It's either I, I can it's called goggles of night or eyes of eyes of what? night. Yeah. Night collar, night blade, night head. Goggles of night. It is an uncommon item. I can either make goggles of night, which are which would give Glenn some dark vision, or maybe a drift globe, shed some light. Yeah, yeah. whatever's. I mean, like Glenn said, she's like. She, she's comfortable with you guys leading her around or whatever. Don't you guys also have an, is seeing for combat. Don't you guys also have an ever-burning torch? Oh yeah, we do. Oh yeah. We're, we're good. Night vision goggles would mean that we don't give off light. That is also true. Alright, but every time I put them on, I'm making the sound. Can you physically make the sound? Ah, she has a nap. Got it. Uh, what is what is? Uh, maybe two days at best, or at most. Doesn't take your time. Uh, Corey looks to Arjan and Glenn. Uh, will two days be enough to make the preparations that you need? Yeah, I guess. I think we're both ready to go whenever you are. All right, then let's call it two days. Okay. Uh, during this, during these following two days, unless directed otherwise, Kassen and Scorchbane are going to team up and continue creating a mushroom, uh, a mushroom cap cover uh, for the Isle of Autumn, as well as kind of like doing a flyby uh, towards uh, towards the Kalen's Bridge uh, to also kind of create this, uh, more mushroom-style cover for your path as well to mitigate any potential hazards that would be along the way. 
right. I think that Corey would actually, like, over the next two days, she would uh, take a few walks uh, around the island. Just kind of... She won't get too far away from the rest of the group, but she's kind of assessing the damage. The damage from what you can see... Are you looking for, like, damage to nature or damage to homesteads? Both. Uh, so damage to nature. Slightly unavoidable, given Scorchbane and Kessen's relationship. They are doing their best to leave as large swaths of forest as they can. Uh, but they are still uh, going to be going to be creating uh effectively like defensive lines uh that then these mushrooms will be able to grow out of so they can cross hatch over and prevent snowfall from coming down uh so roll a d100 for me okay that is 91 91 all right so a significant amount of forest is still intact uh, it seems like while from a distance, Scorchbane just doing a uh, lay on a fire is a very evocative image for mass destruction. Uh, but it seems like being the ancient dragon that he is, he's very tactical uh, with how he has laid this out. And the majority of the woods are actually still intact. Sadly, though. A lot of the inner, uh, like Dusk Ridge itself, a lot of roofs have caved in due to heavy snowfall. Um, some doors are kind of busted up as you're traversing through. These scarecrows are all just like giving you big waves. Uh, it seems like they have been created to be cordial uh, to passerbys, uh, at least your group. And. Uh, Thankfully, with this, again, mushroom cover and with the heat that is being generated by Scorchbane, uh, a lot of the snow is melting and you're starting to see the land return to the way that it was, especially near, uh, especially near the point of power that you were able to recharge Wraith with. Hmm. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Now she um, spends most of the day just kind of walking the aisle. Um, and I think she finds herself kind of sad because of how empty it is. But um, she returns each night to her friends. Okay. I, th I think at some point she'll spar with Arjan. Okay. <laughs> Essentially have him fire arrows at her while she deflects them. Oh, I have to use actual arrows for this. Okay, hold on. <laughs> he goes significantly slower than you've seen him. Like he's holding back? No, like if I'm using physical arrows, I can only f shoot once per action. Uh, gotcha. All right. She uh, deflects a few of them with her sword, um, and then eventually she basically calls up a windstorm. Um, 
it picks up a bunch of autumn leaves um and she says um use the crossbow the i i am using the crossbow are you meaning the non-arrows crossbow the one that just yes. shoots energy bolts yes all right all right um she'll use an investiture of wind to assist her in deflecting uh, these sweet deal how's how, how's that work with with force uh so investiture of wind would you like to read that for the class sure uh until the spell ends wind whirls around you and you gain the following benefits ranged weapon attacks made against you have disadvantage on the attack roll you gain a flying speed of 60 feet um and you use your action to create a 15 foot cube of swirling wind centered on a point you can see within 60 feet of you each creature in that area must make a constitution saving throw uh the creature makes a get, takes bludgeoning damage uh gets pushed away from the center of the cube etc 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 all right so you would just have disadvantage on your shots okay so if my first attack was a 27 <laughs> at disadvantage yes Okay, cool. You blast her out of her. Archon has probably like a plus 10 to hit. You I have blast her out of her wind. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> she flies into a pile of leaves. Ooh. Do you, you want to do this in the air? Um. <laughs> that might hurt a lot. She, she comes out of the pile laughing, and she's like, okay, let's do that again. Archon flies up. Alright. The two of them are gonna train check. Super Saiyan style. You both fly up. 24? Yep. 22? <laughs> yep. 19. No. Her... <laughs> Her armor, uh, or rather her flying shield catches it this time. That was a six on the die. That's hilarious. Ah, oh, the rest of you are ready for this. The other Corey's one's gonna get her ass handed to her. <laughs> uh, Gwen has started, like, taking bets. Is anyone else around? Uh, Solana is. Calum has shooed her away from trying to help him with anything magical. She feels like she's more than willing to be able to help out, but again, he can't do magic when she's around. Yeah, I think uh, Gwen is like she's keeping a list, like a tally every time Corey gets knocked down or Corey deflects it, and uh, she's just uh, kind of eating, like eating popcorn, watching. There is a plethora of pop-ed corn here in fall. That is for sure. Sound right. And Solana uh, will actually ask, are you like taking it down for bets, statistical information? I'm just curious. But would you like to play a game? Are you any good at dice? I am very good at dice. (laughs) Ah, ask a segment. Are you familiar with Fireball or Summoners? Those are my two favorite games. I don't know either of those games. Well, Fireball is you take eight six-sided die. I take eight uh-huh. six-sided die. I roll them, you roll them. Whoever has a higher number wins. 
Okay. Or summoner with eight six sided die, you roll them, and then depending on what number show, that will tell you what you summon. Whoever has the highest, most powerful summon from the dice roll wins. So it's the same game, just there's a different aspect to the second one? Yes. Well, one is, so like in Summoner, if I have four sixes that I roll on my dice, then I uh, summon a red dragon. Whereas if you only have like two threes, then you summon a flump and it's not very good. But if you have three of a kind and I only have two of a kinds and I fail. All right, let's do the first one because it sounds like you can manipulate the rules of the second one because I have no idea what I'm doing. All right, and fireball it is. So get together your fireball dice and we'll see who has the stronger die roll. Um, I am proficient with dice. Can I re-roll two? Uh, I will say that you can re-roll ones. Okay. Ooh. Okay, get the fuck out of the... Eddie. I am still looking for one last die. We're going to have to do a lot of math here. Just say whatever number comes to your head. It's fine. Uh, good news. I didn't roll any ones. Well, that's good. So Solana got... 38. 24. You win. Woo! What do I win? And she reaches into her pocket and pulls out a piece of candy and gives it to you. Ha! Ah, Gwen immediately eats it. It tastes, for those of you at home, it is candy corn. Ah! ah! <laughs> she, like, she puts it in her mouth, starts to chew it, and then her face just goes... What the fuck is that? It's candied corn. Do you not like it? Why would you candy corn? It's already sweet. What? No, I, it could be sweeter, you know. What, are you oh. that kind of person who's like, oh, I like eating yams? Because they're naturally sweet. Who's the weirdo now? I actually eat candy. All right. I'm done talking to you. Would you like to play again? <laughs> she, no, she walks away. <laughs> She's like, I, I'm not going to associate it with somebody who eats candy corn. Gwen, Gwen makes and loses friends faster than anybody I ever know. <laughs> Except for Rin Rin. No, Dazza. Ah, Corey uh, eventually figured out uh, that she has mirror image on this thing as well. And so she figures out how not to get hit by bolts so often. What do I have to do to hit? You got to uh, roll a d20. And mm -hmm. then you're trying to hit a one through five to hit the real Corey. All of the other numbers will hit one of her shadow duplicates from the mirror image. So you have to roll low to hit me. So it's roll the one through twenty, roll a d20 to see which one you're attacking, and then roll another d20 for the attack. Essentially, she gets three duplicates, and um, it becomes more likely that you're going to hit the real person. But it, it is. I I consistently likely. do not hit you. Cool. I even had a natural twenty in there. Nice training is going well. Finally. <laughs> Super Saiyan, you got some jutsu in there. Like we're just we're just hitting all the shonen tropes. Exactly. It's true. Films running around the village looking for stuff. He'll occasionally stop by one of the scarecrows, look down, point to his belt, 
like to the scarecrow's belt and that like ask if he can have it he'll trade him like a length of rope to keep the pantaloons up yeah scarecrow's fine with that i mean it's one of those things you point to the belt and he like does a little like no it's my shiny and then you offer him rope and he's like oh okay it just like pulls the belt off his pants drop but like just some hay falls out and you can see like sticks keeping him up he hands it to you and then when you hand him the rope he like stuffs the hay back into the pants and then pulls the pants back up ties the rope it's not a very good knot but it does the trick and then he'll get to work making these goggles okay do it uh, first roll of the night is a 63. 63, I believe, is a success. Yeah, because I need to make over 50. Correct? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so that's day one progress. And then day two. And then day two. 70. Excellent. You have made goggles of night. Out of spare parts and pieces that you found lying around. So what do these goggles look like? Because they aren't going to be like the standard form looking ones by any means. Uh, he's taken one of his glass orbs that have been blanked and split it down the middle. Kind of hollowing them out so you can see a little bit out of them. Um, he's infused them with magic so that everything has this really weird green tinge to them. But you can see in dark places. Um He's affixed them to a leather belt with um, basically spare metal that he's found lying around and uh, the Fabricate spell to fashion like little lens holders basically around the lenses he's created. So they're like these bug-eyed versions of the um, <laughs> Goggles of Night. Like actual bug where it's like the the different like fly eye layers or is it just like it's like compound eyes dome over your gotcha. face gotcha yep so gwen you have compound night vision goggles now jeez these are one giant and two let me see this that's why i have the belt oh shit this is incredible. He'll motion her into a house that's like really dark. Oh, this is even better. Hey, hey, your fly's undone. He'll look down. It's not. It was a joke, Caleb. Oh, you want to see a practical joke? Yes. He let off a sacred flame in his hands. Ah, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Gwen punches him in the knee. Ow. You asked for it. I didn't mean on me. Uh, <laughs> she like takes them off and she's like seeing stars. She runs into the door frame. Ah, fuck. Asshole. <laughs> Sorry. Are we leaving? <laughs> And because Caleb does need to take eight hours to work on something, if he had started early in the day, uh, basically like right after his meditation was done, 
It would be close to around midday at this point, possibly a little bit later. Uh, you know that you still have some hours of daylight left, but even then, like, with the amount of mushroom cover that is being given in your general area at this point, seeing actual sunlight is very few and far between. A lot of what, uh, a lot of the illumination that you're getting is actually just glowing fungus. But you guys can set out if you're ready. Solana is ready. Let's rage. I mean, like, go. Not like rage. Sorry. <laughs> is everyone ready? For the most part. All right. Okay. And as you enter, or as you begin your travel, thankfully, uh, as Scorchbane's presence has been noted, um, a lot of the snow has melted off. And Corey, you are actually more familiar with these paths and trails now that there is not a blanket of snow covering them. Uh, and this is a trail that you and your family have actually taken quite a few times uh, when you would be in the Autumn Isles, uh, ever so sparingly. Every once in a while, your father would have... Uh, like a, a a school chums reunion with some of uh some of the gnomes that he went to school with as you recall there is a uh there is actually a separate university that is in Kalen's Bridge uh whereas the one in spring is specifically for training um fighters and those that aim to become Kalens uh the Underbridge Academy of the of the Arcane and Arts or Arts in the Arcane, uh, is more for those who wish to become tinkerers, those who uh, are are of the more uh, scholastic variety. You're guessing, like, that's where Damien went to school. Just, that is, this is where spellcasters would go and visit. Uh, absolutely huge library, wonderful place, beautiful when all the snows melted off. Um, but... I'm sure it looks just as pretty with all of the snow on it. But thankfully, you guys don't have to trudge through difficult terrain or worry about that sort of thing as you make your way down the path. And it does take several hours to actually get to this point. And as you are nearing it, having gone through a low mountain switchback, cresting over this mountain, you can see that there are there is this snowy like depression that leads off into a frigid-looking ocean that has been completely iced over. Normally, you could hear the sound of crashing waves, but it seems like even that is still in this place, as the ocean itself is no longer moving. And the two things that really strike you most about this place is it is a more sealed-off bay, is that there are three stone statues, massive in size, and each one looks like an Eladrin. And you can see that one of them is wearing spring motifs. The other is wearing more of like summer style motifs. And you can see they have a uh, like a gauntleted hand on their right hand as well. And then you can see standing on a center point above them is one that is in a fall motif. The most notable thing about these three statues is that these are Kalens. 
these are the Kalens, like the original, original ones. But winter is not here. They are missing. Everything is covered in this blanket of snow. And looking out, you could see what could be, if there were people, a very large city that you would expect to be full of commerce from where you stand. You can see where there would be a marketplace. You can see what looks like the makings of a university. But from where you can see as well, there are what look like large footprints that have made their way through the snow. Some of these buildings look like they have had roofs just entirely torn off of them and snow is just getting in. And as you are at this point, Solana uh, says, Well, welcome to Kalen's Bridge. This is the final point for fall before you can make your way to winter. Do I know if the winter Kalen is supposed to be here or has it always been this way? The Winter Kalen is not supposed to be here, for it has always been this way. The Winter Kalen statue actually is on the Isle of Winter in the town of Akilor. The one town that Winter has. And you said that there seems to be large footprints around? Yes, large footprints that have been placed through the snow. And as you all make your way into this place, you can start getting a better understanding of the size of the creature that left behind these footprints. They do seem giant size, but they aren't all like uniform. Some are missing toes, others like a foot forward and then a drag, a foot forward and then a drag. Uh, others seem to be like foot weird drag and then a handprint that seems to be helping them move through the snow. Uh, and then you see some other prints as well. I'd like for everybody to make survival checks or perception checks as they enter into Kalen's Bridge. Nine. 23. 11. One one. Okay. Uh, Arshan, with your nine... Uh, you're more focusing on these really large footprints and you're like, all right, I can check the foot patterns. There seem to be like three big feeties, uh, like things that would leave tracks coming through this general area. Uh, might, might be a little lightheaded from the whole blood hunter thing. Yeah. Feeling a little weird on that one. Uh, but the rest of you see that there are other foot tracks as well and there are many of them there looks like there are maybe about over a half dozen of these other sets of tracks that are kind of going out and about and Gwen you especially have seen these tracks before these look like goblin feet Be careful, guys. There's goblins afoot. Are there usually goblins in the Feywild? Yes! The the Dark is home to a variety of goblin species. Uh, I see. Okay. 
But yes, it seems like uh, this area has been combed over. And uh, Calum, what did you roll for perception? 23. 23. So with your 23, you start noticing that these tracks are fresh. He's going to pull out his spear and just nod his head, like, get ready for a fight. These tracks seem pretty fresh. Hmm. Okay. And do you continue looking through the town? I think Gwen's going to try and split off from them a little bit so that she can sort of get... I'm going to do a rogue thing that Gwen hasn't really done before, but, like, she's going to split off from the group and, like, keep an eye on them and, like, that side of the group, um, wherever, with probably the right side that she goes off on, just to make sure nothing's coming in from that way. Okay. Uh, Gwen, make a perception check as you split off from the group ever so slightly. Doesn't that 20? Gwen, with your natural 20, you hear, and you are the only person in this entire group who can actually understand any of what is being said. Someone is speaking giant in this town. What are they saying? They are saying, grab the relics. Then we shall take them back to our king, and he will finally be pleased with us. Um, Gwen is going to... This is the first thing that jumped into my head, and it's a Gwen thought, so we'll do it. Uh, Gwen is going to jump on a uh, something, a uh, barrel, a box, something to make herself taller. She will uh, rage um, and yell out in giant... Fear the tiny terror! Ah! Okay. And the rest of you, as you see Gwen, like, get this, like, almost roguish look on her face in a, in a style of, I am going to sneak and be so fucking stealthy, it'll blow your goddamn mind. You see her shuffle off a little bit, and you're all high enough in passive perception that you watch her do this. And then she proceeds to stand onto a series of boxes and in giant yells something out into the aether. And that is where we are going to go into our break for the evening. That was about the only way that could have ended. Yeah, so we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. Uh, Steven! I have a present for you. You have prezzies for me? Come here. Come here. You have to come here. It's dog. You have to do the bit. Come here. Come here. Come on, no, he's he's not playing this Hold game on. anymore. He's shy. Call him the here. worst present Come on. ever. I had food, so he wanted the food. Ah! <laughs> Hi, Rocky! <laughs> I looked into the void and he gave me kisses. Oh, oh no. sweet boy.
I love Rocky. That was a good present. Thank you. And now, uh, yes. Initiative? Initiative. Well, uh, you guys have roared off into the distance. Uh, yeah, let's just roll initiative now. Get that out of the way. <laughs> 11. 11. 8. Oh. You're in rare form, Corey. 2. And Gwen. Too many tabs open. 16. Okay. Sounds good. Do, 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 do. Sort range. Z through A, column B. Do, 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 do. All right. So at the top of the initiative order, Gwen, as you yell, uh, praising yourself as the tiny terror, uh, getting ready to embrace this combat uh, that has not begun yet, you start feeling the ground shake below you, and Solana just, what the fuck was that? Why would you do that? We were trying to be stealthy. Uh, and she seems like very concerned about your methods of stealth. Uh, and it is at that point that roughly about 90 feet away from your group, you see a large purple hand that looks like the... Uh, ring finger and middle finger of this hand have been fused together. Grip around the side of a building and lean forward. And you can see that this figure's nose is like smushed up into its face. It has a little bit of a cleft palate as it looks towards you. And in giant just says, Here's the town of terror! And as its wild eye looks towards your group, Gwen, I'm going to need you to make a charisma saving throw. <laughs> I'm in danger. Uh, is this a frightened effect? No. Is this a poison effect? No. It's not within five feet of me? No. Solid. You getting that humpback, baby. <laughs> Eight. I'm bringing ugly back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Gwen, um. you do fail. Uh, you are now going to be suffering from the curse of the evil eye once again. Uh, so you are now cursed with magical deformities. So last time I went into detail about these magical deformities, LB, what happens to Gwen on this eye? I'll put the ball in your court. Uh, she is going to have disadvantage on ability checks, saving throws, and attacks based on strength or and dexterity. So, what uh, what what does Gwen look like when she gets done up by this magic eye once again? She gets gecko pads, a unicorn horn, and spikies growing out of her back. My God, it's <laughs> Gwenfris. <laughs> Kefwin. Kefwin. That was the funniest goddamn thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Fuck. Gwen, you don't know how you're going to work with all of this. Now there's extra weight on your head with this horn. It's a whole mess. Your hands are like, you can't let go of things. This is the, it's the Miles Morales Spider-Man where you're just like, please just let go. It's that. 
so that is their Curse of the Evil Eye. That is all that they can do on this turn. Next up, your group hears a... Uh, what sounds like paws landing on a ceiling through the snow and looking up on one of these buildings as it kind of comes over the top you see that there is a hobgoblin uh that or at least looks like a hobgoblin but they have green skin they have a spear in their hand and they are riding on the back of what looks like a panther. If this panther had about six legs and tendrils extending off of its back. And there is also a small blue skin goblin that seems to be holding onto the waist of the hobgoblin uh, with a small short bow. So the hobgoblin is going to rear back with their spear and they are going to survey your group and they are going to throw their spear towards Gwen. As Gwen, you are the least armored of all these individuals and now look absolutely terrifying. Uh, so that is a... Ba -ba 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 super fresh. That is a 21 to hit. Uh-huh. So you are going to be taking 11 points of piercing damage. I got rage off, right? Yep. And then the goblin is going to shoot you for a 23. Mm hmm And you are also going to be taking another eight points of damage from that. I need you to make a constitution save. This against being poisoned? It is! Solid! The first roll was a 25, and the second roll was a 21. Con right. saves. I can do it all day. Gwen doesn't really get drunk. All right, so you're going to be taking half of 10 points of poison damage. Okay. Excellent. So that was their turn. Next up, Gwen. Gwen, in her tiny rage, is going to... Um, uh, she's going to go for the biggest target. She's going to go after the giant. Okay. And she's just going to say, in giant, I am your gross motherfucker. Let's go. Okay. Oh, and I'm going to attack. <laughs> okay. And you will have disadvantage on your attack. Okie dokie. All right. Come on, come on. But I will do it recklessly, so it'll be straight. Okay. Okay. Am I okay. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't see you. I was like, am I muted? All right, I'm going to hit with the Runt Axe. Uh, the first one is a 14. And the second one is a 29. Okay, uh, so a 14 against this here creature is actually enough to hit. Oh, solid, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, re-roll the two. Uh, that's... Uh, 17 and 17. Okay. So a total of 34? Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. And then uh, as my bonus action, did, do you want to say I already spent my bonus action to rage or do I get another one? Uh, You raged before combat started. Cool. Uh, yeah. Gwen is going to... Um, um, I'm going to manifest an echo. Um, 
in front of the um, in front of the goblins, and it's going to be Salomar, and she's going to uh, roar at them. Okay. Try to frighten them. Sounds good. Next up, uh, there is again another rumbling, and. This time, uh, you see also uh, a second one of these giants uh, that seems to make their way into the arena, as it were. Uh, this one has two very large front arms, and one of their legs is just very short and stubby in the back, and it looks like they get around by more doing like the gorilla move uh, rather than walking on uh, both hind legs. And as they get near, uh, they will take a look at your group, and they are going to, let's see, they see Cory, and they do not like Aladrin, so they are going to, Cory, I need you to make a charisma saving throw. Okie doke. Has an 18. An 18 saves. But you are still going to be taking half damage. Uh, half of 23 points of psychic damage. All right. Oh. And then they are going to attempt to strike out at you with their great club. That's a. That's not going to be enough. That is a 13 to try and hit you. Nope. Doesn't do it. And then there is yet a third rumbling as you see the one that does walk on its hind legs that has more of a club foot also like rushes into combat to get near your group. Uh, and they survey the area. Calum, I need you to make a charisma save. 16. 16. Okay. You are only going to be taking half damage from this, as they have confused you for an Eladrin. So that is um, also 23, so you take half of 23 points of psychic damage. Okay. And then they are going to try and smage you with a club. Does a 20 hit? Uh, I will shield that. Okay. And you see they like their arm recoils a little bit and they look down in surprise. They thought that you were just going to be small squishy, but now they know that you are a wizard. Uh, and the goblins all begin to yell, Briark, Briark. Uh, do any of you speak goblin? I don't believe so. Uh, that's fine, though. If I remember correctly, Briark is something bad. <laughs> Uh, so then next up is another one of these hobgoblin. Oh no, that's true. Uh, you see another one of these displacer beasts with a goblin and hobgoblin on their back also appear, and they are going to be taking shots down into your group. So Arjan, that'll miss for the first longbow attack, second longbow attack. Uh, just need to check to see if these guys, nope. They only get one shot, so this would be a short bow. Does a does an eighteen hit you, Arjan? Not anymore. Oh shit! So yeah, <laughs> they miss. 
Uh, so these two arrows come down towards you. They miss. Arjan, it is now your turn. There are three Fomorians, one in front, one on the right, one on the left, and then on the rooftops, there is a set of Displacer Beast, Hobgoblin, Goblin, and then on another rooftop, Displacer Beast, Hobgoblin, Goblin. All of these are within your view. And to keep it simple, we'll say one of the groupings of Hobgoblin, Goblin, Displacer Beast is on the right, the other is on the left. Like a hunter's mark of Fomorian. Okay. Take some shots. Sounds good. The which one? Because there are two that are much closer to your group, and those are the ones that have the really big beefy arms and a small leg, or the one with the club foot. Uh, has is there one that hasn't gone yet? Uh, no. All three of them have gone. Okay. Uh, just one one of them. Okay. One of them has taken damage, if that helps. Sure. Yeah, let's go let's go with that one. Twenty-two. A twenty-two hits. Thirty-two. Also hits. Twenty-eight. Okay. And it's, so to put it into perspective for you, a fourteen hits them. I can't miss. <laughs> Unless you roll a nat one, no. You're good. That's, that's still 14. Yeah, that still meets. Oh, shit. Okay, hold on. 12. 32. Forty-three, forty-six points of damage. Holy shit! Okay, force. They do not have any kind of resistance against force. Okay, uh, that it. Uh, I'd like to get up and up in the air. Okay, that is my turn. And once you are up in the air, you can see that there were that have not gone yet. There are two more of these displacer beast riders. That seem to be making their way towards your group as well. But now that you have just dumped a bunch of shots into one of these Fomorians, these goblins are like looking at the Fomorian, looking at you, looking at the Fomorian again. They're, you seem to have done a sizable amount of damage and they have noticed. Next up is two more of these hobgoblins that come up on their displacer beast combos and they are going to try and take shots towards you with their longbow that is not that's a 13 and then the second one gets less than that so their arrows go towards you but honestly you've seen better shots from people in training like this is you're fine on that end uh next up caleb Caleb's gonna... There are people on us, right? Yes, there are two Fomorians that are directly on you. Where's Solana in relation to me? Uh, Solana is still relatively near you. She's maybe about 10 feet away from you because you guys were traveling as a group. Okay. I will provoke two then to get away. Okay. 
So these Fomorians are going to try and smage you with a club and your shield is lowered, but I don't think that an a nine will hit you. Does 17 hit you? 17 just hits me, I believe. Yep. Okay, so they're going to great club you, and that is going to be for 15 points. Okay. He's going to get 30 feet away from Solana, turn to an undamaged Fomorian, and thinks for a moment. He draws a circle over his face with uh, purple weave magic and then points at them and casts hex Ooh. and i'll give them disadvantage on strength checks okay i have made a note and do you want it on the one with the small leg and the beefy arms or do you want it on the club foot uh let's do club foot okay sounds good they are hexed Oh, and then here comes a firebolt on them. Uh, 20 to hit? Yeah, that'll hit. Four plus a d6. 21 fire, one necrotic. Okay. So a total of 22. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Next up are two more goblins that are going to try and take pot shots toward Arjan as you are flying through to the air. Uh, God damn. These guys suck. 13 doesn't hit you. And that was the highest that was rolled between the two goblins. So there are more arrows just like draining your way that just do not seem to find purchase at all. Uh, the Displacer Beasts are going to rush up towards a more tactical uh, area for them, also on top of the roofs. And then, Corey. Hello, that's me. Natural one on initiative. That's that's how it goes. Um, I'm going to use my bonus action to summon my animated shield. And then I'm going to use my action to put mirror image on myself. Okay. Sounds good. Then next up. Yeah, I reckon that's it. Yep. Unless you wanted to move, provoke, any of those things. But right now you're clustered with the majority of your friends, uh, except yeah. Gwen, who has run forward with her new, uh, her new visage that just seems grotesque in every sense of the word. She'll be okay until she's not. Okay. Uh, next up is, uh, the last goblin who has not been able to go yet. One of these displacer beasts just has two goblins on it instead of a hobgoblin and a, and a goblin rider. They are going to do their best to try and also, uh, shoot towards Arjan. <gasps> a 22 to hit! That will hit. Okay, I need you to make a con saving throw. As you take... Eight points of piercing damage. Eleven. Okay, that is a fail. So you're going to be taking the full amount of twelve points of poison. So a total of twenty. I'm fine. Okay. 
Sounds good. Next up is the Fomorian that, Gwen, you are directly in front of. So, Gwen, I need you to make a charisma saving throw. Dirty 20. Okay, so a dirty 20. That saves. You are only going to be taking half as much from this. Oh, that says D8. Okay. I've been rolling D6s. Whoopsie. 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 That's fine. So, just reroll. So, you are going to be taking... Wow. Did you say wow? A total of 35, but then you half it. Okay. Yeah. And then they are going to try and strike you with their great club. And that is a 19 to hit. It hits. Okay. So then you are going to be taking... Thirteen points of bludgeoning damage. Cool, cool, cool. And they are just trying their best to strike out towards you with their large eyes. Um, not doing super hot on that one. But next up is the first hobgoblin goblin displacer beast combo, um, and they are still going to try. Actually, they're going to try and shoot at. Corey at this point uh so they need to roll a d20 to see which Corey that they hit it's an 11 so they hit a duplicate and then let's see if it meets the ac uh does a 19 hit your ac Corey, or the uh, duplicates ac it does yes okay so that duplicate goes down and now you only have three duplicates left uh second is the goblin who's going to try and shoot uh, they got a 17 on the die to determine which one, which I believe is yet another duplicate. And then that is a 20 to hit. So your second duplicate yes. also goes away, but now it is just you and one of your duplicates just hanging out in the same spot. Next up, Gwen. Uh, Gwen is going to uh, attack attack this mofo she's gonna slide around him uh and is he still low to the ground yes okay he can't um, not be low to the ground now that you get a good look at him gross yeah um she's probably just gonna hop on his back and start trying to attack him um uh recklessly as normal rolling um, well, those are both above 14. One of them's a 19, and one of them's a 22. Yeah, those will both hit. Okie dokie. That's going to be uh, 21 for one hit, and 15 for the next. Sorry, what are those two numbers again? 22 and 15. Okay. Or 21 and 15, sorry. So a total of 36. Correct. Do you want me to just add it up? Yeah, just add it up. Okay. They don't have any resistances. Okay, um, and then I'm going to uh, unleash incarnation uh, with uh, Salomar on the um, the goblins that she's in front of. Okay. 
Okay, so which is just one attack. Um, and that is a 20, uh, 30 to hit. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you want to hit the goblin or the hobgoblin? Uh, the hobgoblin. And max damage, too. Hot damn. Uh, so that's 22. Well, if they were a player character, they would have just instantly died as you do twice as much as their normal, uh, as their standard HP. So Salomarn with this ghostly axe just slices through them like hot knife mm -hmm. through butter. The top half goes spiraling. The blue skin goblin that was behind them is just coated. And you <laughs> see like they have this like wide eyed expression of just like, what? what? Uh, like, they, like they, they are not prepared. <laughs> they thought they were like an elite group. You have proven them wrong with a ghost. Uh, <laughs> Salomar's going to say in giant, you should have run. <laughs> she says it very confidently. Um, so, yeah, that hobgoblin is uh, he gone. No longer there. Uh, next up is the Fomorian with the small leggy. Uh, and they are going to try and strike out towards they're gonna try and strike out towards this Eladrin who is still resting here they don't like you because you're an Eladrin uh Corey I need you to make a charisma save okay 32 they're okay that wow that's a lot and yes that saves yeah last time it was a five on the die holy shit okay um <laughs> so you are going to be taking half of 35. Okay. And then they are going to try and strike you with their great club. And this time they have to try and actually hit you, which is a five on the dice, which I believe does strike your real form. Yep. And then does a modified 20 hit. Yes. Okay. So that is going to be for... 16 points of bludgeoning damage but you okay. reduce three of that because of your heavy armor master yep okay gotcha gotcha sounds good so that is their turn next up is going to be the one that has the club foot calum is popped off forward they are going to turn their ire towards Calum. So, Calum, I need you to make a charisma save. Fifteen. How much? Fifteen. Fifteen? Okay, I believe... Yep, that succeeds. So you're going to be taking half of... Half of 17 points of psychic damage. Eight. Okay. Yep. All right. And then they're going to shuffle forward towards you, provoking an attack of opportunity from Corey. If you would well, like that's to. Fan that's fantastic. Um, striking out with the Blade of Worth. 29 to hit. Okay. 29 definitely hits. Uh, fun story, when I hit with a opportunity attack, uh, I'm allowed to move half of my speed 
as a opportunistic avenger, I believe it's called. Relentless Avenger. Yeah, so I'm gonna try and block them off. Okay. Block off their exit. That's gonna be 15 slashing damage, and I'm gonna throw a... I'll say a second level smite on this. Okay. 12 radiant damage. Okay, so 15 and 12? Yep. Okay. They're not looking too great. But thankfully, they have reach enough that they are just going to reach over you and then strike out towards Kalem. Hey! <laughs> this defeated by purpose. Uh, Kalem, does a 28 hit you? E yep. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. That's a... For a total of 18 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, and that is all that they can do. Next up are Hop Goblin Goblin set. They are going to try and shoot out towards They're going to try and shoot towards Arjan. Mm -hmm. in the air uh one of the fomorians will call out to them uh specifically the one uh that had first arrived is going to call out to them uh as arjan you have dealt a significant amount of damage to them uh so does a 22 hit yep all right arjan you take six points of piercing uh, damage gray skull comes out of nowhere and just absorbs all of it he just swats it yeah. And gives no. the like, ah, yeah. ah, ah. <laughs> it's the Jurassic Park thing. It's just, yeah. ah, 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 ah. Okay. And then the short bow goblin misses. They are trying very hard. Their spirits are not as strong in this fight. Uh, Arjan, it is your turn. The Fomorian that of Hunter's Mark is still alive. Yes. That is the one that Gwen is directly on. Is it still alive after it takes 18 points of damage? Yes. What about after it takes... That's a crit. Nice. Uh, 24 more. No. No, it is not. Bonus action, I would like to move my Hunter's Mark to another Fomorian. Okay. The one that has moved to be up on Kalem. Uh, sure. Okay. Sounds good. So. It's going to be taking 12 points. Action surge. Okay. Uh, 16. Okay. Eleven. Still up. And twelve. 
Okay, it is still up. Uh, it does not like the place where it has been put. Um, it currently has a hex and a hunter's mark on it. So, you know, sitting as pretty as a Fumorian can be. Uh, but that was your action, bonus action, and action full round? Safe. Okay, sounds good. Next up, they need to make a charisma save. Make it uh one of the hobgoblins uh is going to try and shoot you arjan but they miss uh, as it seems like as they go to level their shot you can see that like their hands are a little shaky doing this and then as they go to fire it doesn't find purchase and one of the other hobgoblins uh that is on one of these displacer beast mounts actually rears back with their reins and they are just going to leave they do not seem interested in this fight they fear the fomorians and you guys just made really quick work out of a big one uh so they are just not interested in sticking around so that guy is going to leave with his goblin and displacer beast I have a question just out of curiosity. Are there any Displacer Beasts left that don't have any riders? They all have riders. If anything, there is currently a Displacer Beast that has half of a Hobgoblin and a whole Goblin on it. And that's okay. the one that Salomarn is parked yeah. next to yeah. currently. Uh, so... I just want a Displacer Beast, okay? It's for me. <laughs> As a treat. Next up, Calum. How does this Fomorian look that's oh. been hexed and hunter's marked? Uh, mechanically, he is he's definitely bloodied. He always looked terrible because he's a Fomorian, but cool. he's not looking pretty. I'm overcharging a ray of ravens for some overkill. Okay. Uh, 24 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. 17 to hit. Yep. Another 24, 23 will hit 27, 16. Yeah, all those hit. 17, 25, and 19. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Um, dice. Roll me a d20. Yep. Uh, yeah. 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 19. You aged 19 years. Yay! Yay! Uh, I'm at 60, no, 56 now. Uh, Connor, for you, that's 2076 for 110. He had 43! Caleb will turn to the next Fomorian down and point at them and move the hex as a bonus action with a head tilt. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, next up, the goblin. And this is the goblin-goblin on the back of a Displacer Beast combo. Why are you so stupid? <laughs> he rolled really well. So he is not shaken by this horrific occurrence. And he's going to try and shoot you, Caleb, with a short bow. Does a 17 hit you? Uh... He's going to cast shield and catch the arrow inches away from his face. Cool. Corey, it's your turn. Calum has just basically disintegrated the Fomorian that you were trying to protect him from uh, and then caught an arrow midair. 
Yeah. Uh, Corey is just going to shrug and be like, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I possibly face step to a place where I can get as many enemies as possible in a line? Yes. The most enemies that you would be able to get into a line would be... The two goblins that didn't leave, and the remaining Fomorian. So it'd be goblin, goblin, displacer, beast, Fomorian. There'd be four. I will do that. Uh, I'm lining them up for a lightning bolt. Okay. And what does Um, it look like when you cast lightning bolt for the first time? Well, first of all, she's face-stepping, so she, like, armors up with her uh, dark oak armor and um, the... Like, leaves are flying off of her, but, like, there's also this yellow lightning that's begun to crackle around her. Uh, and she just, like, uh, oh, God, anybody ever see, like, Avatar The Last Airbender? I imagine it's very similar to lightning bending, where she just kind of, like, draws the energy out of the air. Uh, and, like, she, except she's doing it with her sword. Uh, and then she, like, holds it down close to her core. Uh, and as she jabs forward with, like, a, uh, like a fencer's stance, the lightning bolt just crashes through the sword okay well fomorian got a nat 20 on its deck save the group of the others did not the goblin goblin displacer beast combo did not fare as well here comes 8d6 that's 25 lightning damage okay so that's good both those goblins are gone just not even threats anymore. And then the Displacer Beast just doesn't like the fact that you've done this to it. It's still <laughs> up, but it's pissed. It just got shot with a lightning bolt. True that. Uh, and then Corey just kind of like takes a deep breath uh, as the lightning crackles off of her and she's still got like that uh, crown of branches and everything and she just like uh, takes a ready stance. Okay. Next up at the top of the round, the goblin that's on the displacer beast that is currently looking at Salomarn and half of a hobgoblin. They reach forward and just shove the bottom half of the hobgoblin in front of them off saddle up forward a little bit and grab the reins of the displacer beast pull back and they are also going to use the disengage option to just go they don't want anything to do with this good choice they are they are witnessing an eladrin shooting lightning a weird lizard creature summoning ghosts there's a dragon man in the air and then whatever the fuck Calum's doing, this goblin does not have the hit points or the spoons to deal with any of this. He's fucking gone. I was like, how is Arjun summoning ghosts? I thought he didn't... Oh, wait, that's me. The one necromancer that is not in the group, Arjun, is summoning ghosts. No. So these bros are out of combat. Gwen... Uh, the Fomorian that you were fighting has fallen in front of you. There is now one Fomorian left. And then one Hobgoblin-Goblin combo. And then a Hobgoblin on a Displacer Beast. That seems to have lost his goblin along the way. Okay. Um, the 
does it seem like my friends have the other guy handled? It seems like he's pretty, you know, he's he's doing okay. You just like they're your friends. It's entirely up to you. You have watched them kill Archfey with less weapons on hand. Uh cool. Okay, how far away is the one hobgoblin on the displacer beast? Uh I'll say that he's like 30 feet away on top of a building. On top of a building? Yeah. Okay, Gwen's going to move Salamarn up there. Use my... Wait, is that my bonus action to move it? Hold on. Pause. As a bonus action, you can teleport. Um, On your turn, you can mentally command each echo to move up to 30 feet in any direction. No action required. Okay, so I'm going to move Salamarn up there, and then Gwen is going to uh, teleport and switch places with Salamarn. And she is going to uh, drop kick the goblin off the displacer beast. My goal is to land on the displacer beast. Make an attack roll. Okay. Recklessly. Uh, 22. 22. Oh, yeah. You for sure. Like, you have more strength. You could lift 10 goblins. Yeah. You are horse kicking one of them off the place that you want to be. They're gone. <laughs> they go fucking soaring. Like this is like when the anime protag gets their power up and then a bunch of shitty bandits try and fuck yeah. with them. Like that's you right now. Just get <laughs> out of here. Make a uh even though the displacer beast is a monstrosity, make an animal handling check. Boy, horse whisper, Gwen, let's go. Four. <laughs> So as you go to land on this creature, it's a displacer beast. As you go to land, it just seems to like shift and you land on the roof right next to it. And it just looks at you just and looks kind of peeved. You don't smell like the person that was riding it. If anything, the person that's riding it is over there pissing himself. All right. Okay. That's my turn. Sounds good. It is next up with the last remaining Fomorian. And they see everything that's going on. They are going to yell something in Goblin. And they are going to disengage and start trying to also distance themselves. Uh, the one word that you do make out is Kalen. Uh, and again, they're just trying to run away. Uh, next up is going to be Hobgoblin Goblin Displacer Beast. They are also going to beat feet and get the fuck out of Dodge. Next up is Arjan. It's for me. It's for you. Bonus action, I'd like to move Hunter's Mark. Yep. He murked. No crits, unfortunately. Uh, 13. Okay. 16. Okay. 13. Gotcha. 
They are still up, but they definitely look bloodied at this point as they are beginning to shamble away. And this is actually the one with the small leg. So they are just two fists forward. And it looks more like they are like hop jumping away from you as you feel the earth just sort of like shake underneath you at each one of these leaps that they do. Uh, next up, that guy got kicked off of his displacer beast. Uh, so they are going to uh, come up towards you, Gwen, and you see they have a, I believe it's a long sword. Uh, yeah, it is a long sword, uh, but they are going to hop onto the back of the displacer beast. And, uh, like, they squeeze their legs together. They say something in Goblinoid. And then they are going to try and escape. But he did not get lucky enough that his Displacer Beast uh, moves directly after he does. So, Calum, you actually get a go before the Displacer Beast is able to leave with this Hobgoblin. How uh, far... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You just see Gwen go, Jeffrey, no! Calum <laughs> okay, will look over to Arjan, Draconic points over to the fleeing Fomorian thumb over throat. He's going to Blessing of the Raven Queen. Uh, he's going to run 30 feet forward. Blessing of the Raven Queen 60. And at the tail end of his flight, he casts Polymorph on himself. Alright, what you turning into, buddy? Uh, I'm taking the statistics of a giant ape. What does it look like when you take on the stats of a giant ape? Uh, could I make an athletics check to tackle the uh, Fomorian? As Calum comes out of flight, he grows to a huge size, skin blackening as feathers start to sprout. Um, his face becomes more raven-like with a beak, and you hear a as a third eye opens on his head. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, you can totally do that. Make an athletics check. Uh, what are you? Plus nine. Have to find the three-eyed crow. <laughs> uh, that is a 24. Okay. Uh, this creature's strength is actually not enough to fight off that 24, so they just start shrieking. You've never heard a giant shriek before. It's rather unsettling. I will leave Gale it to your imagination. With a really guttural crow cry. Okay. He's spooked. Grappling. You know who else is spooked? Jeffrey the Displacer Beast. Jeffrey the Displacer Beast and that hobgoblin. So fast. Moving on out of there, Gwen. You can take an attack of opportunity if you'd like. Ben's too upset. That's fair. There is a hobgoblin that you could attack, but that's okay. Could you grapple? I would allow you to grapple the displacer beast as a reaction if you would like. <laughs> I feel like one's just going to let it go. You and I are friends now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, the, well, I've learned at a young age, you don't just hold animals. They don't become your friends. <laughs> that's not how it works. Okay. Yeah, so Jeffrey the Displacer Beast and the Hobgoblin, uh, they're gone. They don't want anything to do with this anymore. 
So they begin rushing away as well. Uh, at this point, the only creature that is still in combat is the Fomorian, that uh, that big, scary raven monster Calum is currently grappling. Corey, it's your turn. All right. Uh, how far was it able to get? Uh, Calum went like 90 feet to get to this thing. Let's see. Do you think it'd be possible for me to line up another lightning bolt without hitting Calum? Uh, Calum is currently grappled this thing, so you would not be able to. You'd have to blast him. Mm. Calum's got this. Uh, Corey's going <laughs> to stand her ground. Okay. So the next step, Gwen. Gwen, you're, I'm assuming, feeling v-sad about this displacer beast named Jeffrey leaving you. Fuck! <laughs> Wants me to dive bomb this the big bad. Okay. The other asshole. Recklessly. Okay, so he is 90 feet away from you. Because he was in the process oh, of yeah. running. I'm... Oh, he is? He was, but then Calum turned into a giant bird monster and tackled him. So Calum's on top of him? Yes. Do with that as you will, fan artists. Uh, I am going to... Can I throw the Sunforger past him? Yeah. And explode it? Okay. And not hit Calum? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I would like him to make a dex save, please. All right. He fails. Like Thor's hammer flying through the sky, Gwen just hooks this thing forward. And it always flies straight. It doesn't actually... Holy shit. Um, it doesn't actually, like, uh, spin when she throws it. That's, that's, that's only 17. Okay. That was a holy shit I rolled very poorly. Gotcha. Sounds good. They are still up, still screaming. A uh, hammer is exploded by them. Yeah. I'll uh, switch places with Salomarn again and be on the ground, kind of like shuffling over. Like doing that like jog, but not a jog. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so, Calum, you have grappled this creature, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, they are going to use their action to try and break the grapple. Just screaming the entire time, just ah! 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 like just like the most unceremonious giant you have ever seen. You haven't seen very many giants, most of them Fomorians, but this one in particular is not living up to your expectations. That's a natural one. Twenty-four. Yep. Just ah! see, there's like a little bit of snot coming out of their nose. They're scared. Arshan, it's your turn. Calum as a giant bird monster has grappled this creature. Is that imposing disadvantage or any penalties? No. Movement spirit is zero. Yeah, they just can't move. 17 points. Okay. Still up. 16 points. Still up. Eleven points. Okay. 
they take this mad peppering of damage as you just brat 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 into them uh with your force damage crossbow are you getting any closer or are you standing your ground no i'm getting closer okay sounds good so you are making your way there as well next up in the initiative order is calum yep uh i've got multi-attack so this is gonna be fun does a 15 hit a 15 does hit 21 points of damage Okay, what, Caleb, what do you do to halt this Fomorian screaming? Uh, the Fomorian breaks free and tries to scramble away, but Caleb drops down to all fours, grabs its foot, and drags it back, flips him over, and does a MMA ground and pound. Just the double fist onto its chest? Double fist, chest, head. Um, it stops moving. There is a sonorous war cry that probably echoes throughout the forest. Okay. And as you do this, there is like a small crater that has been formed under this Fomorian from the force of your double ground pound. But you guys are now no longer in initiative as you have killed or chased away all the threats in this general area. (laughs) Why did Uh, we do that? Yeah, Corey like takes a deep breath and sighs, and her uh, her armor like dissipates in a flurry of leaves. And she says, "Well, I think they know we're here now." And you see a door to a building open, and Solana peeks her head out and just, "What is wrong with all of you? I thought that we were going to go in stealthy, and then you started yelling, and then uh, there were so many creatures." Unfortunately, when we say that we're going to go in stealthy, we mean for as long as possible until there's a fight, and then we're not going to be stealthy anymore. Well, I can see that. You are very loud going through here. Sorry. Uh, they said something about relics. So they were supposed to get the relics and take them back. I thought they meant, like, us. So I thought we attacked them first. Are you relics? Well, I mean, K- Corey has a relic, right? Do I know what they could possibly mean by relics? Uh, make a history check. <laughs> Sorry, it was almost a three, and then it dropped to 16. Once again, Corey knows about the Feywild. Okay, uh, Corey, you know that at Underbridge Academy of Arts and Arcana, uh, it was a repository, uh, almost like a museum of old relics uh, from the early days of the Feywild. Uh, you know that it did house some Fomorian relics as well as Eladrin relics on top of, well, just things of import uh, that have been found throughout the ages. So you're guessing that when they were saying grab the relics, it was possibly about the museum. I see. Are those things that we're going to want? Well, you have three Fomorian corpses on you, so you can kind of sift around their belongings to see what they were looking for. All right, I'll do that. Uh, On the other hand, uh, (laughs) Gwen has been Fomorianed again. Uh, is there anything that I can do about that? Yes, this, as a level evil, 14 paladin. Is evil eye considered a spell? Uh, it is not considered a spell, but it is a magical effect. All right. Um, Gwen, 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 come in here. What? 
uh, Corey's just kind of going to grab her by either side of her face, and then she's just going to, like, put a, a finger uh, on top of that horn and, like, poke it back into her head. Uh, and then just, like, rub her hands together and, like, just sort of, like, and then, like, pull the scales off and then, like, uh, sort of, like, <laughs> start patting her on the back and, like, brushing the, the spikes off of her back as, as though she's just trying to get snow off her cloak. Oh, man. I mean, I, I didn't... use my cleansing touch. I didn't know. Well, thank you. I don't know if it's because I had, like, scales, but I feel like my hands are a lot softer now. <laughs> They're normally really calloused. I, I did get a little moisture, or uh, rather a little bit of lotion on my hands earlier, and I overdid it just a bit, so yeah, thank you for helping me out with that. Oh. There is a... <laughs> As Caitlin's <laughs> dragging back the Fomorian corpse. <laughs> How big is he? Huge. Oh god. Ah, gross. Caleb is a giant three-eyed raven monster. Can you not be that anymore? Corey's gonna, like, gesture him to come over to her as well. Arjun, your hands are perfectly smooth. It, they were geckos. They were, like, super sticky. I like holding your hand. Giant bird face lowers down to Corey's level. Uh, Corey just, like, puts a hand on his beak the same way that she would, like, on Ampleforth or something like that. Um, and, like, his feathers just start flying off of him, like in a Miyazaki movie. Uh, I could just drop this concentration spell. What are you I'm, doing? I'm flexing, bro. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then... Like, when all of the feathers have flown away, it's just Caleb standing there again. Hikes the spear over his shoulder, turns to Glenn. Let's not do that again. Sorry, I... I got a little excited. As we want to do. But let's try and see uh, what these things were after. Uh, and she will loot the corpses. Okay. Are you all looting corpses? Just Corey? Yep. Solana is already, like, started digging through stuff as well. Um, as you are looking through, you all find uh, between the giants, each one had grabbed uh, the first one grabbed uh, a painting, several urns, and a what looks like an ornate timepiece uh that are all that are each roughly valued at around 250 gold pieces the second one also grabbed like three to four more urns also valued at 250 gold pieces and the third one also grabbed some urns but these ones it fell on top of slash calum smashed it into the ground and these urns are now if you mended them about three urns worth 250 gold pieces. So, like, we should return these, right? Oh, yes, certainly. It belongs yeah. in a museum. Ellen's mending an urn size. Uh, the other thing of note that you find on each of these Fomorians is a rolled-up piece of paper. 
Uh, and when you unroll the parchment, uh, looking inside, there is the depiction of an urn. But this urn in particular looks like it has an image of Coralon on it. And Coralon has a hand reaching out to what looks to be a deer, a bird, a cat, and a fox. And they all stand opposed to Coralon, who has his hand out towards them. I'm sorry, is this Coralon taming the greater fae? It looks like that is the image that these parchments were looking for. It's been here all along. <laughs> you didn't go to the right school. <laughs> Man, don't you feel silly now? <laughs> it doesn't say how he did it. It's just showing that he is doing it. Yeah. Ori, uh, are you okay? You have like a vein popping out on your forehead. What? Uh, no, it's it's fine. Um, it looks like that they were after this thing, but they didn't actually find it. And she like flips over the paper. A piece of paper? No, not the piece of paper. What's on the piece of paper, Gwen? Another urn. Writing? Not just the urn. What's on the urn that's on the piece of paper? I'm confused. A dude and some animals. This is Coralon taming the Greater Fae. Oh, that, the piece that of would paper? seem more significant. Why are Fomorians trying to find something like that? Are they trying to stop winter? They trying to tame the primordial fae for their own usages. I guess we wouldn't know without asking someone. Like Caleb, do you know speak with dead? No. Is Coraline dead? No, he's a god. Well, Gods I wouldn't be able to die. understand any of the Fomorians anyway. They all speak giant. I would. Joey, you've been learning giant. We've been over this. It's not the same. <laughs> if there was one that was still asleep, I might be able to influence it one way or the other. But these look I like did. they have been put into a longer sleep than I am capable of dealing with. The big yeah, sleep. The big sleep. The biggest long rest you can take. Arjan, I have no idea what's going on. What are they after? Uh, it's historical artifacts that have to do with the taming of the fae, I guess, or depictions of it. Magical fae? Magical artifact? It could be. I don't know. The fact that they didn't find it implies that it's still at the university. Do we want to go to the university? Stop. Oh, my curiosity is piqued. It could be important. And for that matter, we haven't found out how to tame the winter fae yet. True. True. This could this could tell us how to do that. Let's go to a fucking lot. Nope. Positivity. Let's go to the library. We're going yes, to a magic school. To the library. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. 
Wait, 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 wait. So we've had friendly mushrooms, giant mushy friends, and we're going to the library. Mm -hmm. And I was just lightning bending earlier, man. Would you believe I've never seen Avatar The Last Airbender all the way through? <laughs> I, had, I had to tame all four seasons. Never oh my seen God. it. Damn. Corey's been an Avatar uh, analogy this entire time. Only I knew what that meant. All right, so <laughs> you guys are going to be heading off towards the library, thankfully. Uh, Solana knows where it is. Corey, you know where it is. Uh, it is through the Garden of Commerce, which is a general uh, open marketplace. And as you are uh, making your way there, you pass by a number of shops and buildings that also look like Windows have been broken in, doors have been busted in. It looks like there have been raids on Kalen's Bridge. Uh, now that there aren't any individuals living here, uh, it seems like the Fomorians have kind of been making uh, making a point to kind of come up and uh, pilfer as much and as often as they can looking for these specific things. Uh, and once you reach the Underbridge Academy of Arts and Arcana, uh, you see that there is a huge section of this otherwise grandiose university that looks like it has been busted in or at least torn away. Uh, the Fomorians don't really care about Eladrin architecture, uh, so they were just doing what they could to try and rifle their way in. And as you are getting to this point, uh, you do see the insides of what looks like a incredible library, but there are books that have just been kind of left face down, spines broken. Uh, others have just sort of been tossed haphazardly. Pages are uh, strewn about. And many of these nice glass containers that once housed relics have all been just shattered and gone. And looking around, you aren't able to see you're able to see that most things have not been left. Uh, most things have been touched here. Nothing has been left untouched. Arjun just puts the urns like just around just so that they're back in here. It's like a, tuck them in a corner. Yeah. Who is supposed to be watching this place? Well, normally it would be the librarian who would be looking over the library, but with winter coming around, uh, most people just left. You know, it's better to uh, keep yourself safe than it is all of these all of these things. <clears throat> things can be replaced; people cannot. Uh, yeah. Corey's going to look down at the like piece of paper with the urn on it. Um, and she's going to study it as closely as she can, and then she's going to cast uh, Locate Object. Okay. And when you cast Locate Object, um, nothing fires. Okay. Um, she just kind of looks around, um, like trying to like attune herself to the magics of the, uh, the current place, and um, she just turns around and she says, It's not here. It might have been one of those other smaller ones that was able to make the getaway. They might have yeah. had it. That seems likely. 
Well, we're going to be going under anyway. I have a feeling that we're going to find the answer to this mystery, whether we like it or not. Do we want to take a quick breather here? It's a good uh, idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Caleb is going to pull out some incense and start casting a ritual. Uh, he's going to cast Legend Lore, describing the urn uh, in detail. Okay. Uh, so describing the urn in detail for Legend Lore. Can you read Legend Lore to me so the rest of the class can know? <clears throat> Name or describe a person, place, or object. The spell brings to your mind a brief summary of the significant lore about the thing you named. The lore might consist of current tales, forgotten stories, or even secret lore that has never been widely known. If the thing you named isn't of legendary importance, you gain no information. The more information you already have about the thing, the more precise and detailed the information you received is. The information you learn is accurate but might be uh, couched in figurative language. For example, if you have a mysterious magic axe on hand, the spell might yield this information as woe to the evildoer whose hand touches the axe, for even the half slices the hands of the evil ones. Um, and then it's just a description of like the axe. Gotcha. So the lore for this uh, for this urn is it is not actually an elven urn. It is of giant make. Uh, the urn, however, was given as a gift to a elf of renown during uh, during the early ages, uh, basically pre uh, pre Isles as we know them. And it was this elf of renown who then used this urn uh to house the greater primordial spirits temporarily while he was able to manifest them into the rings uh make a arcana check 27 with a 27 the way that this comes off uh from your legend lore spell and your familiarity with other such objects this sounds like a predecessor to an iron flask so it was something that could house uh the primordial fey temporarily but it wasn't a permanent housing Kalem hmm. will poke his head back into the room we could use the urn How do you mean? Uh, well, the urn itself is a predecessor to an iron flask. Uh, Corallon used it to house the souls of the primordials as rings were being made. Uh, so if we can seal the soul of your winter primordial, wouldn't Cypress lose his powers? It's so simple. Assuming you can separate it from the ring true uh, I did have the iron flask for a while but I'm not sure if it had the power to do that maybe if we get this urn back I can take some time to study it the urn might be more specialized in that case oh also the urn is 
giant in make. It isn't necessarily elven. Oh. Intriguing. That makes sense. Giants are old. So familiar with old magic. Are there giants besides Fomorians here in the Feywild? I don't believe so. I haven't seen any of them. Maybe if you go down deep enough, you can find some. But most giants here, well, like the ones that are lying dead in the streets outside. Fomorians hmm. weren't always the way that they are. They used to be quite beautiful. Is it a whole cursed by the gods because of their hubris sort of dealy? Something like that. Uh, if I remember correctly. Cloud giants aren't here, right? No. Not no. that I'm aware of. Okay, good. Gwen kind of like stares off into the middle distance with her eyes wide. Hey, Gwen, the cloud giants can't hurt you here. Oh, no. I've seen a lot of shit, man. Okay. So where? what are we doing next? Well, you said we are going to be, after this little rest, we're going to be going to the Feydark. At least show you the way. Right. How I've never far actually it... been there myself, so I don't know how good of a guide I could be. How long is it going to take us to get there? From where we are, probably maybe about hour, two hours. It's getting pretty okay. late, though. Yeah. Uh, Gwen is going to sit down while everyone discusses and and uh, talks. She starts, like, meditating. Um, and then you guys kind of see her head lull as she, like, goes into the spirit world. Um, and she's going to cast Augury. What she can do now. Hey, hey. That's pretty handy. Thanks. Uh, so, do you know the spell? I do not. Read it for the class. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, <laughs> it takes a minute to cast. Um, it's instantaneous. Uh, by casting, uh, well, basically, you're supposed to, like, roll bones, but I, I assume it's her talking to um, Grayskull and uh, Salomarn. Um, you receive an omen from an otherworldly entity about the results of a specific course of action that you plan to take within the next 30 minutes. The DM chooses from the following possible omens. Uh, wheel for good results, woe for bad results, wheel and woe for both good and bad results, and nothing. So, like, nothing good or bad is going to happen. Um, the spell doesn't take into account the possible circumstances that might change the outcome, such as casting additional spells or a lose or gain, uh, a lo loss or gain of a companion. Um, yeah, I'll post it in, our, in four keeps too. Okay. So basically, if we continue on this road, is something are is are we going to be fine for the next half hour? Is there something bad that we're going to run into? So you want to know if traveling down the path to the entrance to the Fey Dark would re would yeah. be good or bad? Um, right now, if you left right now, nothing. Cool. Gwen, just like after a minute, she like. Huh. Like looks up and like looks around. 
Yeah, I think we should go now. Uh, okay. Did you nod off? Did you fall asleep? What was that? No, I just had a chat with some of my friends. My she friends on the sense. other side. Oh, she no. does have friends on the other side. Who, necromancer? No, Would I'll you like run. to join a coven? We're looking for a third. I can't cast spells. Okay, okay. But would you like to cast spells? No, I'm pretty good at hitting things. Can I be in your coven and just hit things? No, it's not really how it works. Oh, okay, sorry. No, it's all right. Caleb it's all right. Just Space pokes his head from the side of a door. I mean, motions to himself. <laughs> you want me to be in your coven, Caleb? Can you cast spells? That's what I asked. She said no. What? Well, I mean, you said the whole the whole summoning spirits thing isn't a spell, so no. I don't know. I can sometimes see the future. Well, I can sometimes see places that I... I can sometimes see the places I've been before, too. Uh, I can send Grayskull there, and he can, uh, like, look for me. Like, seeing can... places you've been before, like, you can remember things? No, like, I can see them. What's going on now? Oh, like a scry. Kinda. Wait, I don't know what that is. What? We'll consider it. Solana, put it on the docket. All right, adding it to the docket. Click. There's a docket. All right, let's go. All right. Grabbing Blimp any books or chopping. anything like that as you're making your way out? Corey lets me. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Caleb just walks up to a shelf. Um, he asks for the bag of holding real quick. <laughs> Okay. You are planning on returning these, right? This is the library. It is. I don't think my Feywild library card ever came in the mail, Kaelin says <laughs> as he walks off. I mean, we'll have time to read on the... I'll pull some strings. We can get one added to you, in, uh, submitted to you in ref referendum? What, what do you call it when you, you do something after you... You know, Ref like asking for forgiveness, not yes, retroactively. Thank you. Sorry, sometimes just vocabulary. Blah. All right. And as you guys are like getting some books, getting all your stuff, setting out from uh from this university, uh, you see Solana just like I don't have a library card. I don't care. She's just gonna like grab one, stuff it into her robes, and then just continue walking with you guys as well. She just wanted to steal. Um, okay. Yeah, that was it. Uh, and as she is following after you guys, uh, in an almost like, hey, wait off for me. Uh, that is where we will call it for tonight's session. So I'd like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by and join us for this wonderful game. I always enjoy four keeps saying, hey, guys, we just got done with winter part one. It's a great time. And speaking of great times, hey, RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey, everybody, I'm RJ, but you can catch me at rjustice 282 on Twitter and Twitch, where I sometimes stream Dead by Daylight and Rogue Company and other things with my friends. Sometimes tweeting about nerdy things in my life. You can catch me here on Sundays in our Tomb of Annihilation game as well. The Shifter Fighter Barbarian. 
of course, Calum on Mondays in our homebrew campaign. Uh, this week, no elegant suffering, but on Saturday over at G Game Nights, I play Fang, who is a fighty boy in our Overarms campaign, F-E-N-G. Um, yeah, it's called Star Power. It's a good time. There are bees. Demakeener.com. Hi, I'm LB Hackamup. You can find me at LB Hackamup on the Twitters and the Twitches. Tomorrow, I'm going to be streaming on my own channel at 4 o'clock p.m. with my mom. We're going to be doing some painting, so it's going to be super cute. Um, and then after that, you can find me on G Game Nights. We are also playing in an overarms game. Um, I play a character called Lonnie, who uh, her uh, anima is literally depression. But she does really well with it because she gets, because she's just showing people how to like, it's fine. Um, so on Wednesday, you can find me on Nerdiverse's channel with your rod of seven parts. On Thursday, you can find me on my bet on my channel again. Lauren and I are gonna play some games, maybe Phasmophobia. Maybe we're gonna play Dead by Daylight, but we're probably gonna be playing it with Barry. So it's gonna be fun. Yay! That's it. Boy. Sorry. <laughs> Boy. Uh, I'm Cyber. You can find most of my stuff at cyberwolf1201.live. Uh, links to everything uh, on the Twitch on Saturday. We're going to be playing Pokemon. Not like story stuff, just some like tournament grinding, Dynamax adventures, you know, just some, just some, some chill Pokemon times. I'm sure it'll be fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jabroni TV has lots of cool stuff going on right now. Uh, they they got phasmophobia content, but it's also The Office kind of. Check that out. I, I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm very excited to. Uh, lots of lots of cool streamers doing cool stuff there. Uh, what RPG stuff is happening? Uh, so, I'm here. I'm going to be here on... Th I, I hope that we're going to be here on Thursday. Maybe. It's been a minute. Man, it's great to have a Halloween episode in a couple weeks after Halloween. <laughs> but, you know. 2020. Uh, and, uh, yeah, on the on Tuesday the 17th? 17th. Uh, I'm going to be on High Shelf Gaming playing Werewolf, and it's going to be a fun time. And we should have our last party member joining, our last pack member joining, at Woo. DanaeKeener.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings, mostly related to D&D &D and a lot of things on this channel. I play as Coriander the Elgin Paladin on Mondays during our Four Keeps game, and on Sundays I'm right here playing as Baz the Drow Rogue Fighter uh, during our Doom of Annihilation game. And on uh, Saturday, I'm going to be over at Gym Game Nights with RJ playing as Vivian Coyle. And it's about bees for her. And she's also on roller skates. And she's a lot of fun. DanaeKeener.com. 
And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. We do shows like this on Monday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as well as on Sundays at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point. We got full playthroughs of Curse of Strahd, Ghosts of Saltmarsh, Waterdeep, Dragon Heist, and soon to be tuned of annihilation as well but uh if audio casts are more your thing you can also check us out wherever audio casts are made available for free and speaking of things that are being made available for free we are going to be going into our patreon supported after show called knights in the courtyard where we answer questions not only from the community but also from each other so if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk consider joining us on our discord going to questions for the courts asking it there and we will do our best to respond in kind and with that i would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by Thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week. And we'll see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye.